my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner fans! Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today we are continuing for the month of May episodes that honor Mother's Day. So, and basically, we had Goodbye, Mr. Bear, where the family focused on. The loss of Pam towards the end of the episode and dealing with Mr. Bear, which also led to dealing with being reminded of the loss of Pam. So, of course, following that suit, we have Season 4's Episode 4, Slumber Party. This episode aired on October 12th, 1990. And this is also a sad one, too. And, and kind of, I wanted to get, because there wasn't really a singular episode with DJ dealing with Missing Pam, other than which the, the episode in particular will be in the serious episodes because it deals with uh, drunk driving and the reveal of how Pam died. But today we're dealing with Stephanie dealing with feeling the loss of her mother very deeply. So we have two different summaries here on IMDb. The first one by, um, oh, there's two by Melissa. Okay. Stephanie feels left out when the honeybees plan a mother-daughter sleepover. That's pretty, you know, cut and dry. Stephanie pretends that she's unaffected when her honeybee hive plans a mother-daughter slumber party, but reveals her excitement when Becky offers to accompany her. Danny offers to clean out the attic for office space for Jesse and Joey's new business, which... <laughs> that's plot B. Because, of course, in this saddened episode, we do have to have a little, you know, light, funny moments to kind of make up for, you know, our heartstrings being tugged. Of course, Danny finds it difficult to part with his keepsakes. When Becky's car troubles keep her from Stephanie's slumber party, Joey tries to fill in, which proves awkward for everybody. Yes, it does. Joey, you are many things. You are a funny man. You have a heart of gold. But at the end of the day, you you, you can't be a replacement for Stephanie's mom. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm happy that he tried to do this. But it would have been better if he hadn't. Um, okay, of course I want to read the summary that's on the DVD box. A mother-daughter slumber party. Sounds like fun. But Stephanie wonders what to do if you don't have a mother. Um, well, main thing would be don't go. <laughs> um, find a substitute. I mean, she tries. She tries to find a substitute. Apparently, but unfortunately, Becky had to pick that day to go to Tahoe. For something. I don't know what. Alright, this episode's got a 7.7 out of 10 based on 177 ratings. Directed by Joel Zwick. Writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Marty Cook. 
So I'm guessing Marty, because it's spelled M-A-R-T-I-E, might be a lady. So it's probably good that we did get a lady in here because it's a, it's a lot about girls and girl feelings. And we need to get the feminine touch on this episode. I'm sorry, guys. You try your best. But this does need the touch of a woman. All right, so we don't have any trivia, surprise, surprise, but, well, not really. We usually do get trivia. We do have some goofs, though. When Becky had to call Stephanie to tell her she's not coming, she calls DJ's phone and not the house number. Well, luckily, Stephanie just happened to be right there, just waiting by the phone. When Becky is reading the wedding announcement in the paper, she reads it from the bottom of the page when Jesse takes the paper he reads the announcement from the top of the page when becky had to call oh wait see why are they putting this in twice i don't know all right let's get into some user reviews on this episode of course the ever faithful power mandan december 26 2018 is when this review went up so it's only about mm, a year 16 months old Rates it an 8 out of 10 with the title, Explores the Loss of a Loved One So Well. A reoccurring thing and major story arc on Full House is the death of Pam Tanner, the mother of the three girls. Various episodes are dedicated to the girls missing her and the hardships of not having a particular parent. Out of all the episodes that tackle this issue as its main source, this one is probably the best. Eight-year-old Stephanie wants to skip out on the honeybee's mother-daughter slumber party, not caring if she goes. Becky offers to take her, but her car breaks down. Joey goes instead. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. His proceeds is hilarious as the odd man out. It also sucks to see how the motherly things happen. So to me, the slumber party scenes are a mixed bag. It seems as though the girls are purposely, purposefully choosing girl things to do. Stephanie runs off and confides in DJ, who takes her back. The scene with DJ and Steph is wonderful and perfectly handled. The subplot involves Jesse pressuring Danny to clean his weird things out of the attic. What they find it funny. Okay. All right, here we go. The ever-faithful Taylor Kingston writes this a 7 out of 10 with the title, The One with the Honeybee Sleepover. Warning spoilers! You've been warned, everybody. Was published June 10th, 2015. I enjoyed this episode a lot. I felt bad for Stephanie. Her mother should have been able to take her to that sleepover. Um... If they could have resurrected Pam and brought her the sleepover, I bet they they would have if that were even something that could be done. That would be weird. Um, in this episode, it's time for the annual Honeybee Mother-Daughter Sleepover. And Stephanie was meant to go. But decides she doesn't want to since her mother can't take her. Because she's passed away. Becky, being so nice, offers to take Stephanie, which makes her happy. But unfortunately, Becky has car trouble and can't make it. So Joey tries to fill in for her, which just makes things more disappointing, awkward, and uncomfortable for Stephanie. Meanwhile, Danny cleans out the attic so Jesse and Joey can use it for office space. Overall, 
I give this episode a 7 out of 10. Which of my ratings book is great. Everyone want to hear the honeybee pledge between Stephanie and Becky Donaldson. No, she's not Katsopolis yet. She's still Donaldson because they're only engaged. All right. I pledge my love and loyalty to all the hive and every bee. Our motto is and ever was buzz, 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 buzz. I did it. I got through it. How about that? Am I an honorary honeybee because I, 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 I did the motto? I'm not going to get up and perform it with putting my hands behind my butt and pretending it's a little, like, stinger. That's just gross. I'm not going to go there. I got to say, definitely the honeybee outfits have definitely evolved from season one. I will definitely get into that. Of course, before I can officially get into the episode, all you Tanner newbies out there, you probably want to know where you can find the podcast, right? Social media, that kind of thing. Well, it's got many places for you to find it. Go to Facebook. Type in Full House Podcast. The Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas Full House Fuller House Podcast will show up in the search bar. Go to Instagram. OMHC Full House Pod. Or podcast. It's going to be there. Twitter. OMHC Fuller House Pod. Hey, Quinn, what you doing? Hanging out? You want to help me review this episode? No? You you just waiting for Jeremy, huh? You know he's not due back for at least an hour. But she doesn't care. She's just ever faithful, waiting by the door for her favorite person, not me, to walk in the door. Right, girl? What was that? That was a weird yawn. I thought you were going to cough up a hairball, girl. You're not going to cough up a hairball, are you? Nah, she says, anyway, anyway, of course. Okay, back to the podcast. That's where you can find it on social media. Now, where you can go to listen to it, you can go to SoundCloud, you can go to Apple Podcasts. I've heard you can, I see that you can even find it on Podbean and Since I do have international listeners, I do keep track of SoundCloud and kind of see where it's coming from. Um, I think I've even seen like things like Podcast Addict or Pod Addict, um, Player FM, Google Play. You know, people, you're getting it from, you know, the link I put up on the Facebook page. A lot of it's coming just from SoundCloud. So, yeah, many ways to listen to the podcast. Of course, if you guys want to have a say on an episode, if you guys want to get yourselves on the podcast, the best way to do that is to send an audio clip to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear your guys' memories of Full House and Full House episodes, what you guys' takes are on it. Just remember, this is a family-friendly Full House, Fuller House podcast. So we got to keep it G to PG rated. No PG-13. Maybe a smidge, but not much. Definitely no R. Definitely no NC-17. So, all right. Also, if you guys are faithful Tanner followers of the podcast, thank you. 
Show your love by going to Apple Podcasts and jumping on there, leaving a five-star review. You can use emojis. You can describe episodes using emojis. You can use emojis to describe characters. I love to try to figure out which episode or character you're trying to describe. So just a lot of ways to have fun and show support for the show. I'm not asking for money, guys. I'm not doing that to you. I'm giving you the service 100% absolutely free. Just let's get it out there. Let's get it popular. Let's give some reviews, right? Right. Okay. How you doing there, Swiss Miss? Huh? I'm talking to you, pretty girl. Can hear her jingle jangle collar. All right, podcast co-host. Where you go? Hi. All right, guys. Without further ado, guys and gals, Tanner family, my extended Tanner family. Let's get into slumber party because I am ready. I am down for the slumber. I'm ready for the party. Let's bring it now. Of course. Well, one last thing we got to do, right? The cold open. We can't get into the episode without going to the cold open first. So the cold open's pretty simple. We're in Michelle's room. She's having difficulty stacking blocks. And DJ comes in like, oh, what's wrong, Michelle? And Michelle's like, I'm too little. So DJ's like, you know what? That's the joy of having a big sister to help you. So she, of course, DJ, takes the block, stacks it on the very top, because it's at least five feet tall, four feet tall, I don't know. And, of course, there you go, it's a masterpiece. Michelle's like, no, no, there's something missing. And DJ's like, what? And Michelle just, like, pushes it so the tower of... Like heavy, like plastic blocks, just, just implodes. Like she just boom, and it's like, yeah, I'm sure your big sister enjoyed having those blocks hit her in the knees. All right, so we come out of the intro. We're in the kitchen. It's around breakfast time, and Becky's got the newspaper and. Danny's like, hey, are you sure you put the wedding engagement or the engagement announcement in the paper? Oh, the wedding announcement. All right. And Jesse, of course, is like, oh, man, it better be. I mean, I got copies for all my relatives. Jesse's like, my family loves to see my name in print. Hopefully for, you know, <laughs> more positive than negative. Um, but Becky's like, oh, my gosh, I found it. And then all of a sudden she's like, uh, so... So she's so excited, like, and she, like, reads it, and she folds the paper over and sets it down, and she's like, uh, so, how about those 49ers, huh? And Jesse's like, give me the paper. Of course they have Rebecca's name first, award-winning journalist Rebecca Donaldson to wed Jersey Katsopoulos. Jersey and Jesse are not... There isn't a Y in his name. For that matter, there's not an R in his name. 
when you go down to fill out the information, you know, if you want your name, you know, your engagement, your wedding announcement to be in there, because that's like one of the perks is you want to, you know, get it for your family to see. It's a, it's a big, big moment. Um, mine is here, of course. It says, uh, Angela Rash and Jeremy Bowen will exchange marriage vows on, well, and the thing is with this, it was 2007. Anybody who was getting married that year, of course, a good chunk of them, wanted July 7th of 2007. So that's the date that we originally put. After this was published, we found out from the um, pastor who was going to marry us, said, well, unfortunately, somebody else has now booked that date, so that date is now unavailable. You could do the 14th, the 21st, or the 28th. And I'm like, how about the 14th? Because if you think about it, 7 and 7 equal 14. I, I know it sounds weird, but... Um, yeah, we just kind of went with that, and I remember, like, filling out the form and making sure the names were correct, the names of the parents were correct, the towns that we grew up in, the places, you know, graduated high school, college, were all in there, because you, aside from your announcement, you also kind of putting out there your accomplishments, but I would say that's on them, like, who wrote that down? Jesse, the name Jesse has five letters. The name Jersey has six. Where are you getting a Y and an R out of Jesse? I get it, it's played for comedic purposes, but I'd be angry. I'd be wanting a retraction from that. Like, you need to print a retraction because that is not right. Of course, Jesse has fun with this. He's like, Jersey Katsopolis. <laughs> He's at the kitchen island just drinking his coffee. He's got this big old grin on his face. Jersey Katsopolis. Sounds like a Greek cow. <laughs> uh, but of course, he's not the only one to get in on this whole Jersey kick. Because, damn, Joey comes up from the basement because, you know, his base, his apartment's still down there. It's like, hey, Becky, hey, Danny. Jersey. <laughs> Michelle even comes up like, hi, Daddy. Hi, Becky. Hi, Uncle Jersey. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to live this down. Especially now that it's in print. I'm going to play this clip. Are you sure your wedding announcement is in today's paper? Better be. I got copies for all my relatives. They love to see my name in print. No, oh, here it is. This is so exciting. <laughs> so, about those 49ers, huh? Journalist and popular host of the Wake Up San Francisco show to wed Jersey Katsopolis. <laughs> Jersey Katsopolis. Sounds like a Greek cow. <laughs> you don't worry, nobody reads this stuff anyway. Yeah, right. Hi, Becky. Hi, Jersey. <coughs> Pam took DJ. 
Poor stuff. Becky, I just got an idea. This might be a lot to ask. Danny, it's no problem. I would love to take Stephanie to the slumber party. I'll be in Lake Tahoe on Saturday afternoon, but I'll make sure I'm back in plenty of time. Thank you, Becky. And if you ever need someone to slumber for you, I'm there. I better be there, too. Where is he going to laugh at that? <laughs> oh, so Stephanie comes in and she's upset. Is this supposed to be a work day? Is this a, well, no, because the thing's supposed to take place on Saturday. So this can't, she must have had, I have no idea at this point. Um, whether this is a regular, this has got to be during the week, right? Time is irrelevant in Full House World. Just We'll chalk it up to that. So she's upset, which is understandable. I mean, DJ was in the honeybees before Stephanie, so she must have known at some point in time, being a honeybee, that this was going to come up. So let's take stock of Stephanie's new... I think once you reach, when you age out of, like, the baby bee honeybee, which was pretty much just a... Like the little antennae on the top of your head, and then you had, like, basically it almost looked like a bee Halloween costume. It even had a stinger on the butt. Now, it's like a black vest with a yellow and black tie, but instead of having the antennae, she's wearing a yellow beret. It's very sharp. It's very la-di-da for an eight-year-old. Because if you think about it, in season one, she was, what, five, six? Because that's about the same age that Michelle is when she joins the Honeybees. But I would think eventually, I would say, like, age eight or ten, I would say maybe ten is, like, the cutoff age. Like, you age out of the program. That's why we saw uh, DJ aging out and giving her antennae to Stephanie, like, passing it down. So Stephanie, of course, is like, I quit. That's it. I'm too smart for those dodo head honeybees. As she takes off her, Danny calls it a pollen sack. It's just like a yellow fanny pack with a imprint of a bee on it. I'm trying to see what, she's got like a few badges on her vest. Now, I was never in Girl Scouts, Fireflies, Brownies. I wasn't in that for a very, very short amount of time. I was in what was called Awana, which was like um, a church group type of thing when I was like, I'd say maybe five or six tops. Twelve bucks in 1990 for a fanny pack? That's, uh, I mean... Nowadays, you probably pay at least maybe 15, 20 bucks for just a simple. Then that's a basic fanny pack with just one zipper on the front. It doesn't have one. I don't think it's got one on the side. Because when I go walking, when I did go walking, um, I always had a fanny pack. I had my keys. I had my phone. I had my ID in case something happened to me and someone needed to identify my body. Just pray that ne that never happens. But I ne wanted to have my ID for specific purposes for identifying my body. Uh, but she's frustrated. I get it. She doesn't. She knew that this would be eventually coming up. 
this seems like something that you can opt out of. Because clearly they know the situation of the Tanner girls. That this would be triggering for Stephanie. They're not like, well, Stephanie, as a member of the Honeybee, you have to come. I know you don't have a mother, but you have a sister. Like, mm, I mean, I don't know the whole story there, but... So Jesse, of course, is like, what's up with Stephanie? What is this whole slumber party deal? Danny's like, I know about that slumber party. Pam took DJ. It's a slumber party for mothers and daughters. So I like Danny here. At least he, he asks her, like, Becky, I just got an idea. I mean, I know you can feel free to say no. I know it's a lot to ask, but do you think you'd mind maybe? And he doesn't even have to finish the sentence. He's like, Danny, I know what you're going to say, and I will definitely sub in for a uh, mom role for the slumber party. They haven't even talked to Stephanie yet because Stephanie's upstairs probably crying just the fact that we'll get into that with the fact that, you know, she she's missing her mom and this is just a pivotal s step in being without a mother. You don't get to do the fun mother-daughter things that you see other girls do. So she does say she is going to be in Lake Tahoe in the afternoon, which I'm not sure how far away is Lake Tahoe from Sanford. I'm going to find that out. I swear it's got to be at least a few hours. All right, so I looked it up, and this is with light traffic, guys. It's 209 miles, 3 hours, 41 minutes. I don't know what she's got going on, whether she's got to do an interview. Um... Three hours, that's almost like four hours. That is, I mean, that's four hours there doing, and then doing whatever you need to do, and then four hours back. I, uh, that just, is one of those things, like, there's no way that you can 100% commit to it. Because it's like, anything that could go wrong, m most likely would go wrong. Of course, we get the Jersey thing one more time with Michelle coming up like, Hi, Daddy. Hi, Becky. Hi, Joey. Hi, Uncle Jersey. And I love, it almost seems partially like John Stamos broke character, but not really because he just starts to, like, smirk, smile a little bit, but then it gets in like, <laughs> like, how can you resist a four-year-old? Like, I'm a Jersey. Because <laughs> she, she was in on it with Joey. Like, they slap high five. Like, yeah. We got him. All right, now we're going to jump upstairs to Stephanie and DJ's room because they still share a room at this point. Oh, we see Mr. Bear on the nightstand. Of course, Stephanie is she's still got her honeybee outfit on. She's even got yellow socks and black shoes. Like, the whole outfit, black and yellow. And, of course, she's upset. She's facing away from the door. She's like, you don't have to talk to me. I'm okay. So Becky starts in, well, you know, I was thinking about that slumber party. And Stephanie's like, you know, it's so stupid. It's just a bunch of people sleeping on the floor. And Becky's like, you know, um, I'm sorry you feel that way. Because I was thinking maybe y you and I could. And, of course, Stephanie perks right up at that. I love how she just lights up at that. Like, really? You're going to go? You you'll go with me? And she's like, she jumps and she's like, we're going to be able to sleep on the floor. <laughs> and of course, turns out, Becky herself was a, was a honeybee. A Nebraska, Valentine, Nebraska honeybee. 
many different chapters in different states. And of course, they do the honeybee pledge, which you already heard me do before I started discussing the episode. So here's the clip. Badges that Stephanie has. Um, one actually looks like a not so much a throwback, but a throw forward because we haven't. Well, I we've gotten on the podcast of the episode, but in the show's time period, it will be at least another three seasons. Camp Lakota. I see a patch that's got a horse on it that says camp and i'm looking down it's like that's camp lakota that's camp lakota what is that that one looks like it's a picture of like some guy with a big nose and i can't tell what that's supposed to be like yarn making one of them looks like it could very well be for sailing there's one that looks like it's an american flag there's another one i'm not sure it's like some purple it almost looks like a purple insect or something but i can't tell because we know dj was into the horses she had rocket oh becky had rocket at the end but anyway i mean that just disappears out of nowhere i i mean i was never under the impression that stephanie liked to uh do the horse thing but yeah all right now we're gonna jump to the attic which honestly doesn't stay the attic for very long because of course, in this season, it is going to turn into Jesse and Becky's future home. We see that Danny has got all of his, majority of his belongings all boxed and taped up. So right now, before it eventually becomes Jesse and Becky's place, it's going to be a spot for their production studio, which... As we know, that in itself is even coming to an end because even though they're technically jingle writers right now and have been since, what, maybe season two? Um, it's going, they're going to be going back to doing their own thing, Jesse with his music, Joey with his comedy. So the jingle writing, J&J Creative Services, is coming to an end. Danny's like, well, be careful because I just waxed the floor. Well, clearly that, you know, everything was moved out of the way for that. And it's a hardwood attic floor. And, of course, Joey's like, hey, Jess, check this out. It's a mousetrap on a doily. (laughs) Like, that's going to make that scene look any more or any less gruesome just because the mousetrap, if it eventually has a dead mouse on it, it will look less gross because it's on a doily. If anything, that's going to be more eye-catching. Oh, look at the doily. Oh, my gosh, there's a dead mouse. Remember when I cut?
covered the episode, The Heartbreak Kid, you know, the Valentine's Day episode where um, Michelle wants to marry Steve. And the plot B was Danny making fun of Joey for keeping all of his garbage, you know, keepsakes, junk, if you will, in his closet. And I said, wait till we get to the slumber party episode, because, yeah. Who's saying whose precious memories are junk now? Well, Jesse is, to Danny. Of course they are, Danny. It's like, the, this is my life, boxed up according to date and alphabetical order. His ant farm, his Zoro sword... I love Joey's response. I finally wet myself. It's so funny. He's like, this is your life? Dead ants and a plastic sword? And Danny just looks at him like, okay, it's a sad life, but it's my life. Yeah, sure, it's a sad life. I'm going to play this clip because it's just so funny. So, what do you guys think? You can set up your new production company right up here in the attic. Careful, I, I just waxed the floor. Wax the attic floor? You think that's bad? Here's a mousetrap on a doily. <laughs> Man, this place is perfect. We'll make a great studio. Except to get rid of all this junk. Junk? This is my life. My most cherished treasures. Arranged by decade and in alphabetical order. From my ant farm <laughs> to my Zorro sword. <laughs> This is your life? Dead ants and a plastic sword? <laughs> okay, it's a sad life, but it's my life. <laughs> Alright, I got an idea. This Saturday, you have a yard sale, and the money that you make, you can use to buy yourself a new life. <laughs> Saturday's impossible. I'm taking Michelle shopping for new clothes. Take the kids shopping? There, now you got no excuses. Alright, we'll have a sale. But I'm not selling my collection of bottle caps. <laughs> Boy, somebody out there with a collection of uncapped bottles is going to be very disappointed. Okay, but I'm in charge of this sale. Yeah. Everything has to go to loving families. Yeah. I want background checks and follow-up visits. Great. So Jesse convinces Danny, like, hey, why don't we have a, you have a garage sale so you can get rid of your useless garbage. <laughs> and Danny's trying to get out of it by saying, oh, well, I can't. Saturday's not good for me. i got to take Michelle shopping for new clothes. Jesse's like, look, Danny, I will take Michelle shopping, all right? Now, you don't have any excuses to not have a sale to get rid of the stuff. And Danny's like, well, I'm not selling my collection of unused bottle caps. And Jesse's like, well, Danny, I'm sure that person out there with a bunch of uncapped bottles is going to be very disappointed. <laughs> that right there, Danny, is why you need to throw that away. I mean, if he wanted to, like, make, like, a little, uh, a necklace with the bottle cap, although the sharp edges will probably cut your skin, I, I don't know. Toss them. No one's gonna want them except you. I mean, what sentimental value do they have? It's not like, it's like, see, this one here, this is when Pam and I went on our first date. We shared a soda together. See, this one here, this is from my grandfather's favorite beverage. Um, let's see. Oh, here's one. This is one. It's like, enough. 
I know guys, it's hard to part with things that we collect over the time, but sometimes you gotta whittle it down a little bit to just your very, very, like, I can't part with this, there's no way kind of thing. You gotta pick and choose. What can you, like, eh, throw that out. I'll keep this. Oh my gosh, so now he's dictating how the sale's gonna go. Now all my stuff, I want to go into loving families, I want background checks, I want follow-up visits. You're not giving up a your pet for adoption you're getting rid of your your clutter if you will so now it's the next day it's saturday we're in stephanie and dj's room dj's busy brushing her hair stephanie is packing a duffel bag that is the size of mr bear and she's packing him in there i'm sure all the girls of the honeybees they are familiar with mr bear it's not like they're gonna make fun of her oh you sleep with a bear no it's it's her bear i mean if her, her mom can't be there at least mr bear who was given to her by her mother can be there but mr bear is gonna take up so much space but then again it's a sleepover what do you really need you need a toothbrush toothpaste, maybe some floss, um, something to change into at night, like your pajamas, maybe a hairbrush if you need one. I can't really think of anything else. What else would you need? Everything at the slumber party, food's going to be provided. You don't need to bring your own stuff uh, unless you have dietary needs that need to be met. But DJ's like, Steph, why are you packing a bag? It's not, the party's not for, it's not for six hours. But then Stephanie always taking the mottos of the honeybees to heart. You know the honeybee motto, DJ, always be ready. Of course, in rolls Kimmy, and I mean rolls because she's got a rolling suitcase with her because she lives right next door. She's got on some tie-dye black lime green reddish tight leggings she got some neon green socks she's got neon pink it's the 90s it's all about the neon bright colors right right so stephanie's like kimmy why do i see luggage because not only does she have a rolling suitcase she's got a duffel bag and first of all i'm like kimmy why are you on my bed did i say you could be on my bed get off my bed Stephanie is looking at Kimmy like, get your bony bod off my bed. But DJ's like, oh, Stephanie, since you're not going to be here this weekend, I told Kimmy she could sleep in your bed. I'd be like, uh, excuse me, I did not give permission. And Stephanie's all like, ew, gibbler drool on my pillow. I need to wrap my bed in saran wrap, which I'm not surprised. That is just, that is, that's a big no-no. No, no, but if you're staying at my house, you are not sleeping in my bed. Mainly because I'm going to already be sleeping in it. I have a couch more than ready. You can sleep on that. Or the floor. Or Kimmy's right next door. Go grab a suitcase in, in your own pillow. Thank you. But you are not sleeping on my bed. And the fact that DJ just offers up Stephanie's bed just because she's not going to be there. I'd be angry. Although, if that were the case, DJ could have said, look, Kimmy, can you, like, not come over until Stephanie leaves? Thank you. That way, she could have just slept in Stephanie's bed. Stephanie would have been none the wiser. Why are you packing now? The party's not for six hours. You know the honeybee motto, always be ready. Bonjour, ladies. Hi, Kimmy. Kimmy, why do I see the luggage? Well, the mattress is a little soft, but I can rough it. 
Get your bony ball out of my bed. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention that since you're not going to be here, Kimmy's going to sleep in your bed. <laughs> the heck Ew. she is. Gibbler drool on my pillow. I'm going to cover my bed with saran wrap. Whoa. <coughs> this could be a pretty scary thing to wake up to. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. Now that says good morning. Mm -hmm. Uncle Jackie, let's go shopping. Well, we won't much, can I do? We just have to find out where we're gonna go. To the mall, let's move it, mister. Well, Dad usually takes Michelle to the teeny tiny tot shop. <laughs> yeah, just where I want to be seen. I'm leaving without you. Give me the credit card. <laughs> of course. Oh, they learn so young. Girls, if anybody calls. It's all about shooting pool and buying power tools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll drive. Get back here, you shorty. <laughs> so Stephanie, on her dresser drawer, has a, I think it's even bigger than an 8x10, framed photo of Danny. Those of you that have pictures of your parents, are they like 8x10 sizes? Are they on your nightstand? I'm talking to the adults. Um, children, do you have... How many people, honestly, have framed photos on their nightstands anymore? Or even, I mean, in, in general, we just... We have our phones. We take so many pictures on our phones. But how many of those pictures are worth printing out and, like, hanging on your refrigerator? Or enough that you're going to spend the money to print them off and, like, put them on your walls, frame, or even frame them. Frames are so expensive. But, so Cammie's like, ugh, this could be a scary sight to wake up to. She puts Danny's picture face down and then puts an 8 by 10, 8 by 10 framed photo of a 1980s Patrick Swayze right around the time of Dirty Dancing, right around the time of Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Patrick Swayze. So Jesse comes in with Michelle on just grabbing onto his sleeve. Like, let's go shopping, Uncle Jesse. And he's like, well, okay, Michelle, but I got to find out where we're going to go first. And DJ says, well, Dad normally takes her to the little tiny tot shop or little Miss Tot or Miss Adorable or tot shop or something. And Jesse's like, yeah, that's where I want to be seen. Well, D you agreed to take her. You agreed to take her so Danny could have his garage sale. Or backyard sale. So Michelle's like, I'm leaving. Give me the credit card. And I'll drive. It's like, uh-huh, they learn so young. So Jesse's like, look, if anyone calls asking for me, tell them I'm out shooting pool and buying power tools. Teeny tiny tot. Try to say that five times fast. Let me see. Teeny tiny tot. Teeny tiny tot. Teeny tiny tot. Teeny tiny teeny tiny tot. <laughs> I tried. I mean, that's better than trying to do Sally sells seashells by the seashell. Sally sells seashells by the seashell. I can't do it. They're called tongue twisters for a reason. Let's go into the backyard and check out on Danny and his garage. Well, why do I keep... A garage sale is, it doesn't have to necessarily be in your garage, but he's got little tables set up with tablecloths on them, and he's cleaning a lava lamp. It looks more like it's a lava lamp that someone just peed into because it's so brightly yellow. 
I had a cool lava lamp. It was pink with pink blobs that would go. And, and the thing is with that, you don't want to fall asleep with it. That thing could get so hot, that could burn your house down. You make sure you turn that off at night. I mean, it's nice to have it on, especially when it's like uh, in a dark room and everything, because it really shines on the walls. But you don't want to leave that run, because that in itself, I'm sure it says it right on the cord, don't leave it on because it is a fire hazard. That metal gets so hot from that bulb lighting up that liquid. Have you ever looked and seen what really is inside a lava lamp? It's just goo, right? So Joey's like, hey, Danny, how's it going with your sale? And Danny's like, it's horrible. I haven't sold a thing. So Danny, or Joey's like, well, let's see what you, hey, hey, Lund. Oh, my rabbit's out and about. So he picks something up, and Danny's like, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, Joey goes over, picks up a bowling trophy, looking at the price, like, what's crazy are these prices? $75 for an old bowling trophy? And of course, Danny's like, well, actually, it wasn't really for bowling, technically. It was for cleanest ball. <sighs> Really? They're giving... Okay, that was the... You didn't even compete. You... You... Got it for clean... Oh, my goodness. Because it's Danny, of course, they'd award him cleanest ball. That's insane! No wonder. People are, like, look, like picking up, like, okay, and they just walk right out. Like, I'm, I don't need to look at anything else. I'm sure the prices are just as astronomical as this bowling trophy. So Joey goes over, picks up Danny's platform shoes. Mind you, they're used. And he's like, oh, come on. $185 for platinum shoes. And Danny's like, wait, I wore those when I learned to do the hustle. Dude, they're used shoes. They're not brand spanking new. No one's paid $195.85 for your stupid shoes. Send him to Goodwill. Danny even refers to it as a bargain because he wore those shoes when he learned to do the hustle. You know what I'm thinking? I think that if Pam were still there, Danny would not have any of that stuff because Pam went, honey, you need to get rid of this. I could be doing so much with this attic space. You don't need any of this. We don't need that bottle cap from our first date. And we shared a soda together. We don't need it. So I'm going to play this clip. Danny, how's it going? What have you sold so far? Not a thing. Isn't that crazy? What's crazy are these prices. $70 for an old bowling trophy? <laughs> I didn't even know you were a good bowler. I'm not. I won this trophy for cleanest ball. <laughs> Those are barking dogs, That's a bargain. I was wearing these shoes when I learned to dance the hustle. I was doing great, too, till I smacked my head on the disco ball. All right, she's back. She's cooler than ever. Yo, Hot Wheels. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the audience loves it. Oh, I love that pose. 
found the store. Hell's Little Angels. <laughs> I got that too. Jesse, I'll kill you. <laughs> it washes off. Born to behave? Oh, like her Uncle Jesse. Please take over the sale. No discounts. Come on, Michelle. We're going shopping at the teeny tiny tot shop. Come on, sweetie. Oh, come on, Danny. She's going to be the hottest babe in school. Yes, she goes to preschool, not reform school. Let's roll, daddy-o. <laughs> All right, look who comes rolling in. Jesse with his sunglasses, his leather jacket. The typical Jesse. We don't expect what we see next. As Michelle comes rolling in on, it's like a big wheel, wheel but not. Um, but And, of course, she's wearing a leather jacket, white t-shirt, sunglasses, just like Jessie. And I love how they do that. She gets off the, the bike. And she goes over to Jesse, and they both kind of, like, do a stance where they're kind of tilting their head, like, hey, look at me, ain't it cool? <laughs> I love the audience reaction, just like, ah, clapping! Yeah, I love that pose, like, kind of laid-back pose with the, the neck to, you know, head to the side. They both got the thumbs in the pockets. It's just, <laughs> And Danny's like, what have you done to my baby? And Jesse's like, oh, wait, I didn't do anything. We found this store called Hell's Little Angels. She wants to be like her Uncle Jay. I'm like, this guy needs to have those twins now because he is desperate for <laughs> just to play dress up. Michelle kind of pulls back her jacket and she says, I got a tattoo. And the look that Danny gives Jesse, like, Jess, I'll kill ya. And, of course, Jesse's like, oh, relax. It's not real. He's like, relax. It washes off. And, of course, Joey gets down, like, to look at it and lifts up her shirt sleeve. And he's like, born to behave? As he's looking at Danny like, can you believe this? And Jesse's all like, hey, she's got to be the hottest babe in school. Or the coolest, most popular kid in school. And, of course, Danny's like, Jess... She goes to preschool, not reform school. Of course, Danny is like, all right, that's enough of that. Joey, can you please take over to the sale? Don't give any discounts. Like, nobody is coming to that sale. And he's like, Michelle, come with me. We are going to the teeny tiny tot shop. So I had a little foray into a garage sale. It was laughable. Nobody came. <laughs> um, my grandparents had um you know a farm and of course they had a shop where you work on tractors and stuff like that they also had a box of clothes that was meant to be rags and of course um it was like a 101 dalmatian theme i don't even know where they got this stuff from but some of it was like actual like shirts and i'm like i bet and i was like 11 at the time like i i bet I could have a garage sale. And I'm just, in my mind, I'm picturing the money I'm going to be making from the sale. So what do I do? I go and I take what I can find, like, that are actually complete shirts and not, like, rag rags. So I take them, and we have this deck, you know, on my dad's house. 
and I took like the back of a poster that I had and wrote garage sale, went out to my driveway. Mind you, I lived in the country. I didn't advertise this garage sale. I was just hoping whoever drove by. I did get one person who drove by, looked at my sign, and laughed his head off. So, yeah, nobody stopped. And then I'm like, well, I guess that's that then. I did try to do a garage sale again when I was like 18. Sold some, well, again, I actually paid money to put an ad in the paper. The ad in the paper cost more than I even got back to pay for putting the ad in the paper. Pretty sad. I think Pam, like, bought a CD or something. I was selling it for, like, $3. Oh, Jesse says she'll be the hottest babe in school. It's like, hey, excuse me? <laughs> I'm guessing the slumber party, of course, being a slumber party, you're going there, you're going to hang out, you're going to fall asleep. Or not. And... I think the slumber party started at, what, 7, 8 o'clock at night? And it's dark out. Stephanie's getting worried. Like, Becky's not here. Where is she? And, of course, DJ's like, Steph, Steph, Steph. Don't lose your head over this. She's only 20 seconds late. When someone is coming to my place, they're like, I'm going to be there around this time. How many times do I walk between, because they can either park in front of the house or by the garage. How many times do I go between the kitchen to look out the window to walking back into the living room to look out that window? Like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's, it's crazy. But I'm just that kind of person that like, you said they're going to be here at seven. What's going on? I, yeah, I'm one of those people. If you're not punctual, I'm going to start, like, getting irritated. Like, you said you're going to be here at this time. You know, back when this happened in the show, you didn't have cell phones. You were lucky if you if you could get to a phone if something happened to be able to call. So, of course, they're go DJ and Kimmy are going down to the video store. They're going to rent Dirty Dancing because it's crazy for Swayze night. Is that something that the video store has set up? Like, they have... Okay, I gotta check. I gotta see how many movies was Patrick Swayze in by the time this movie came out. Alright, let's take a look at uh, Patrick Swayze's filmography as far as up to October of 1990. First thing he was ever in, Skate Town USA, 1979. Ace Johnson. He was actually in an episode of MASH. But let's see. I want to look at what actual movies okay so i can see them renting the outsiders came out in 1983 Let's see what else would have been a good one um red dawn that's another one let's see dirty dancing of course 1987 so i'm sure this would be out on vhs by that time what in the world is this I don't know. Uh, Roadhouse, 89. Ghost would have been 1990, so I don't see it being already on VHS. When did Ghost... When was that released? Because this episode came out in October of 1990. Let's see. July 13th, 1990. So August, September, October. Movies took at least six months to a year to come out at that point. 
So let's see. After this episode, we have Ghost. We have Point Break. We have Fatherhood. Tall Tale. Two Wong Fu Things for Everything. Julie Newmar. Three Wishes. Black Dog. Uh, Donnie Darko. 2001. Um, Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. He was a dance class instructor. Uh, oh, he did a voice of uh, The Fox and the Hound 2. 2006, the straight-to-video, it really wasn't great. It was terrible. Um, other than that, I mean, <clears throat> he passed away in 2009. It's been 11 years. can't believe it's been that long already. But, yeah, I'm guessing, yeah, Roadhouse, Dirty Dancing, Outsiders. I'm going to go with those movies are the ones that the girls got. Definitely Dirty Dancing. Um, when I worked in a video store, I'm trying to think, really, how often we put up displays. With Halloween, I could definitely see that we did that. Um, we put up, you know, scary movies. No, it's not like we put up all the Friday the 13th, the Halloweens, uh, the Jason film, that, that is Friday the 13th, um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. We didn't do any of that, um... I remember at the video store, some guy would complain around the holidays, around Christmas, why don't you put all the Christmas movies in a certain section? You want to know why? Because they'd all be checked out. Then you'd have nothing there. Yeah. Right, dear? I don't know. Remember when we worked at the video store and people would complain around the holidays, like, why don't you have a Christmas section? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> consist of nothing because they'd all be checked out <laughs> so of course kimmy's like you know have a good time stay as long as you like my parents say if i wanted to i could live here forever yes kimmy because your parents are neglectful it's amazing she's wearing this kimmy's wearing this short acid wash denim jacket that only co comes up to probably right around her belly button but the neon the the pink, the hot pink t-shirt she's wearing goes all the way, like, down past her thighs. It just looks weird and awkward. Where is Becky? Take it easy. She's only 20 <laughs> seconds late. We're going to go down to the video store and rent Dirty Dancing. It's crazy for Swayze night. Have a nice party. Stay as long as you like. My parents said if I wanted to, I could live here forever. <coughs> I'll get it. Yes, good time. We're going to get it. Hello? Steph, it's Becky. Becky, where are you? Honey, I'm in Plasterville. I just got to a phone. Look, my car broke down. I dropped my transmission. We'll pick it up and get over here. We're going to miss the party. Honey, I'm sorry. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. I feel terrible. So DJ and Kimmy leave, wouldn't you know it, the lady of the hour, on the phone, like, oh, the phone's ringing, I'll get it, comment, don't get up. 
And turns out it's Becky. Unfortunately, she just got to a phone. When did she mess up her car? She technically, what, I mean, apparently she just got to a phone. Clearly she's in a mechanics, like an, I don't know, a, if she's in some podunk town that's got some mom and pop operation and she just got to a phone, I, I don't think, I mean, what she says is wrong with the car, that is not good. She dropped her transmission. Of course, Stephanie has no idea what that actually means. She's like, we'll pick it up and get over here. We're going to miss the party. And of course, Becky is like, oh, honey, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to make it. And Stephanie, of course, brave little soldier that she is, is like, that's okay. Bye. And now, I mean, if anything, she probably, once Becky gave her the A-OK, like, we're gonna go, she probably got on that phone and said, oh, yeah, me and my um uncle's fiancé are, are gonna be there. And now she's gotta feel embarrassed, like, I told everyone I was gonna be there with my, with, with Becky. Because when they, uh, you know, eventually get to the party, um, the whole thing is like, where's Becky? Why is Joey here? And just, your heart breaks for this girl. She's like, I didn't really want to go to that party anyway, Comet. Just going to be a bunch of girls with their moms. And she's like, we'll have much more fun here together by ourselves, won't we, boy? And of course, he can tell that Stephanie's upset. And he goes right to her. And she just... He lays his head on her knee and she just lays her head on top of his. And it just, your heart breaks for this girl. So I looked it up, Plasterville. Well, no, this is Placerville. I was looking for Plasterville. What? Hold on a second. This doesn't make sense. I said Plasterville. Plasterville. Oh, for heaven's sake, this thing can't spell at all. Plaster. This is Placerville. But I said Plasterville. I guess Placerville is about as close as Placerville as you're going to get. Um, it does exist. Uh, they've got 10,000 people that live in Placerville, California, since the 2010 census. So, what's it mean to drop a transmission? Let's ask, let's ask Alexa. Here's what I found. Shush, I didn't even ask you yet. What does it mean to drop a transmission? I found this on the web. No, I'm asking you. Okay, here we go. This is from the Urban Dictionary. Dropped transmission. Dropping your transmission is a term meaning your car will no longer go until you pick up the transmission again and stuff it back in the transmission. But wait, huh? Okay, that's not helping me. So another term called drop a tranny. When driving, one's transmission unexpectedly falls out. So now we see Stephanie unpacking. The only thing she had packed in her pink duffel was Mr. Bear. So now she's just unpacking him. Oh, and it looks like she had a sleeping bag, too. Joey, of course, comes in. He's like, hey, Steph, what are you doing? Why are you unpacking? Becky's going to be here any minute. And I'd be like, show us what you know, Joey. Becky just called me. She dropped a tranny down in Plasterville, and she's not going to be here. So Joey's like, oh, Steph, that's awful. And then he's like, hey, hey, I'm here. I'll be the designated honeybee. 
all sub in place for Becky. And of course, Stephanie just kind of gives him the side eye, kind of raised eyebrow, like, huh? You'll take me to a slumber party? And of course, Joey's like, hey, I slumber, I party. It's not the same thing, man. Girls slumber party and boys sleep over. That's, yeah. And I agree with Stephanie. She's like, but it's for mothers and daughters. And you're a boy. And, of course, Joey's response to that is, hey, I won't tell if you won't. Joey, you are going to make this even worse than she already feels. I know he's trying to do her solid by going, but this is... I. Joey's a great guy, and he's there to help you out in a jam, but this is one thing that it's best just to not. Stephanie's like, oh, I won't tell if you won't. Stephanie just kind of looks at him like, you're kidding. There's no hiding the fact that you're a guy. So Joey is really insistent. Like, come on, Steph, your friends all know me. It's like, yeah, they do know you, but still, it's for mothers and daughters. Okay, I have a question. Now, this is 1990, but now I'm talking 2020 times. Let's say um, a male couple have a daughter, and she is in, like, the honeybees, the Girl Scouts, brownies, what have you. How does this work out with the... I don't even know. Can they even have mothers and daughters? I don't even think that these type of things. I think more likely they would have to change that for it being just any any parents. Just You can't exclude, like, oh, you don't have a mother? Because think about it. How many girls probably... All these girls all have mothers that apparently can drop everything and be there for their daughters. What about the children of divorce? What about a parent who's got a job, who's trying to put food on the table and pay the bills and she can't make it? What about that girl? What about, like, in Stephanie's case, having a mother who's passed away? This is, they are very, the girls are very insensitive to Stephanie when they know and all the ladies there know the situation but Joey is just so insistent like look we're going I am taking you we're gonna have a good time and then he proceeds to do the honeybee pledge and it's just like no oh my god no don't and she's like fine 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 just stop I'll go just please don't do that at the party. <laughs> Steph, what are you doing? Becky's gonna be here any minute. No, she's not. Her car broke down in plaster room. <laughs> oh, Steph, that's awful. <laughs> hey, I'll take you. To a slumber party? Hey, I slumber, <laughs> I party. <laughs> but it's for mothers and daughters. And you're a boy. Well, I won't tell if you won't. <laughs> Come on, Steph, your friends all know me. Now, we are going to that party, and we are going to have a ton of fun. Are you sure? Honeybees are. <laughs> I pledge my love. Stop, Joey. I'll go. But please, don't sing at the party. <laughs> Get it out of my system. To all the high and everything, <laughs> I'm on a loser. 
least he's not shaking his tush, but I hate the microphone thing. All right, so we have six girls and six mothers. Nobody there is without a mother so far. So the girl, Lisa, who we learned her name, opens the door to find Stephanie and Joey. And she's like, hi, Stephanie. And Stephanie's like, hi, Lisa. And she looks at Stephanie and kind of eyes Joey like, what'd you bring Joey for? And Joey's like, oh, don't mind me. I'm just the designated, or I'm just the DH designated honeybee. I really think they should have called ahead to let everyone know the situation. Because this is just all kinds of awkward. And Stephanie already feels uncomfortable not having a mother because she can't fit in with her friends and everything. But to have Joey there, it just feels like an insult. He's like, oh, don't mind me. Tonight I'm just one of the girls. Like, oh boy. I'm guessing this is Lisa's mother because they both have strawberry blonde hair. And of course Lisa's mother, like, hi, Joey, because, you know, he probably helps out with the honeybees. She's like, where's Rebecca? Well, she couldn't make it, so I'm filling in. I'm the DH, the designated honeybee. So... <laughs> Lisa's mother's like, oh, well, you know what? You're just in time for some Barbie. And Joey, of course, is already <sighs> being a dingbat. He's like, oh, oh, just throw another shrimp on for me. And, of course, Stephanie just rolls her eyes and is like, Joey, she means Barbie doll. And, of course, Joey's like, oh, well, that's even better. I'd love to play Barbie. It's like, Joey... Throw another shrimp on for me. The we cut to the girls, and they all like look at him, like rolling their eyes, like this guy. She had to bring him. Do you know what I noticed about this? Is clearly Lisa's house because she opened the door. They have a little, like not a peephole, but like a little mini door window thing to check for like. If there's a someone out there, they don't, like, if they don't recognize the person, they can, like, well, I don't have to open the door. So while Lisa's mom helps Stephanie get up, you know, get her set up with her sleeping bag and all that stuff, Joey, of course, is going to embarrass her and all of us even further because none of the other mothers are partaking. They're just watching their girls play Barbie. I had this Barbie. But Joey, of course, is like, oh, look, it's Malibu Barbie. Like, totally, total, what is he like, like, total Barbie aerobics, dude. It's like, and of course, the one girl of color is like, that's not Malibu Barbie. That's Superstar Barbie. I had Superstar Barbie. I recognize the, um, the pale pink with the, uh, Silver Star outfit she's wearing. When he's like, oh, total Barbie aerobics, dude. And he's, like, bending her top half, like, up and down. It's like, if I were a mother and I were seeing this, because I'm sure they're all familiar with Joey, but the fact that he's acting like a big kid, like, playing with the kids, I would be nervous. He just, it, it, I would be setting off some alarm bells in my head if I didn't know Joey. And I saw him playing with the girls like that. And Joey's like, oh, I guess it is. And we see Stephanie's reaction like, oh, this is going from worse to worse. Why did you want to bring him? Of course, he's like, oh, well, I'm more of a Ken guy anyways. He picks up Ken. So he's like, hey, Barbie, you and I have a lot in common. 
we both have plastic heads, we have no internal organs, and our limbs don't move. And we see, as the girls are like, what? He's talking about internal organs and stuff? And of course, Stephanie's like, Joey, like trying to make eye contact with Joey, like, Joey, cut it out, stop it. If I were Stephanie, I'd be like, hey, Joey, can I um, talk to you for a minute? Like, over here. You're re I'm already uncomfortable just being here, and I didn't want to come. But you're making it so much worse for me. You're embarrassing me. Please stop or take me home. Tonight, I'm just one of the girls. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Hi, Joey. Hi. Where's Rebecca? Oh, she can't make it, so uh, I'm the DH. Designated honeybee. Well, you're just in time for some Barbie. Great. Throw an extra shrimp on for me. Joey, that's Barbie doll. Oh, well, hey, that's even better. I, I love playing Barbie. <laughs> oh, look. It's Malibu Barbie. Like total Barbie robots, dude. Barbie, that's Superstar Barbie. I guess it is, huh? Well, I'm, I'm more of a Ken kind of guy, anyhow. Hey, Barbie, looks like you and I have a lot in common. I mean, we both have plastic heads. We can't blink, and uh, we have no internal organs. So let's boogie, Barbie, baby. If you go and watch the Double Trouble episode, the season five, episode one, the classroom setting with Stephanie, we see a couple of these girls in that episode as Stephanie's classmates. Um, the heavyset brunette girl and then this other girl here who's kind of doing the Stephanie thing. She's rocking the side, you know, the side pony thing going on. Of course, Lisa's all like, mother-daughter jump rope time! <sighs> Why does it gotta be emphasized as mother-daughter? Just call it jump rope. It's almost like you're pushing in the knife and twisting it to make Stephanie feel a th more, she already feels miserable. You know she doesn't want to be there. And Joey's like, hey, Steph, let's do the one we like, um, the, uh, what is it called? <laughs> the Little Dutch Girl. And, of course, they're doing it. And I notice, like, the kids and even the mothers just start clapping in time to the, I'm a Little Dutch Girl, blah, 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 da, 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 do, 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 you know? And, of course, Joey's like, he's like, crap. Um, he ends up messing up, like, oh, I get caught in the rope like a big dumb dope. And, of course... Stephanie's like, what am I doing here? And then she's like, next. I mean, Joey's, he's trying, but he shouldn't. 
I mean, if I were Stephanie, I would have eventually blown up at Joey and said, I don't want to be here. Take me home. So we're back at the house in the living room. Jesse's got his keyboard and he's just, you know, playing a little tune. Danny comes home with Michelle wearing an adorable little dress. And he, of course, he wants to emphasize this for Jesse. Jesse, let me show you how a four-year-old, without a police record, I might add, is supposed to dress. Of course, she comes in with this beautiful dress and says, Hello, gentlemen. And she curtsies. She crosses her legs at the ankles and curtsies. Of course, Jessie's all like, what happened to my motorcycle mama? I bet you walked off her tattoo. And Danny just looks at Jessie like, yeah, with lavender soap. So, of course, we want to find out the end result of the garage sale. And Jessie's like, you know what? It went great. Got rid of everything. And Danny is like, well, that's impossible. Nobody can afford my prices. And he walks into the kitchen like he's expecting to find a container, like, filled with cash. Like, uh, I don't know about that. So this gives Jesse and Michelle a little time. It's like, oh, um, looks like you got another cutesy little dress, huh? And she's like, I like this dress. I picked it out myself. And, of course, Jesse's like, well, but you like what I got for you better, right? And, of course, Michelle's like, I like it for Halloween, And Jesse kind of realizes, like, oh, boy, (laughs) I'm doing the same thing to you that my dad did to me. He used to get the, uh, we'd take photos in these dad and lad leisure suits. I'm sorry that I I shouldn't have done that to you. It's like, you're going to have your own kids in another season, and you can doll them up. What in the world is going on? So Danny comes back into the living room. He's like, you sold everything? You better have $187,000 on you. So Jesse gets up and he's like, look, I don't have any money, but as he pulls out a key from his pocket, I have a key. I know how much your junk, I, I mean your treasures meant to you. And I put them in a storage locker. But I did get, I kept some things out to help you get through the weekend. Platform shoes, um... An 8-track player, and of course, the 8-track Shake Your Bootay. <laughs> I'm going to play this clip because it's funny. Good, you're home. Jess, I'd like to show you how a 3-year-old without a police record is supposed to dress. Come on in, honey. Cycle mama, but she even washed off her tattoo with lavender soap. So, just how my yard sale go? Terrific, got rid of everything. No, that's impossible. No one could afford my prices. <laughs> I love when your dad's ass bug out like that. Well, sorry, you got stuck with another cutesy dress, pal. I like this dress, I picked it out myself. Yeah, but you like the stuff that I picked better, right? <laughs> Like him. He just made me wear these little munchkin leisure suits. 
trying to achieve that dad and lad look. To this day, I have nightmares of white belts and matching shoes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I tried to do the same thing to you, pal. No problem. You know what? I think you look like a little princess. <laughs> Thank you, daddy -o. You sold everything? You better have $187,000 in your pocket. Well, I don't have any money, but I do have a key. I know how much all that junk with your treasures meant to you, so I had them put away in a storage locker. Thanks, Jess. But to get you through the night, I did save a few select items. Oh, yeah. Your Lone Ranger lunch pail with matching Tonto thermos. Your Mr. Magoo shampoo. Oh, wow, no. Your A-track player and cartridge of Shake Your Booty. This is nice, but what's Shake Your Booty without... Come to Papa. <laughs> I get it. Sean, these are very important to Danny. Talk to me. Joseph, where are you, man? Becky had car trouble, so I'm here with Steph and her slumber party. Oh, she's doing great. By the way, I took third in the PJ competition. Yeah. Listen, I gotta go. They're ready to start the relay race. Oh, Jesse also saved a Lone Ranger lunchbox with a matching Tonto thermos. I'm like, that thing was in good condition. I mean, I know eBay didn't exist in 1990, but, I mean, and, and it is Danny. He would definitely keep things in pristine condition. Also, he had uh, Mr. Magoo shampoo. Okay, and it must have been something from when he was a kid. The phone rings, of course, it's Joey wearing his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pajamas. I actually had the, um, I think it was the Leonardo slippers, which I know they're boy slippers, but I wanted them. And he actually took third place in the PJ competition, which I wonder who took second and first, because... The girls' pajamas look generic as heck. I mean, they're not great. I had a Gremlins with Gizmo nightgown, and I had a Little Mermaid nightgown, too. They're going to do the relay race, which is high heels, wearing high heels, a spoon, holding a spoon with a hard-boiled egg. Of course, with Joey there, kind of creates a how are you supposed to present this. Lisa's mom is kind of like struggling, like, okay, uh, mothers, uh, she's like, girls, mothers, parents, uh, big people. You could have said mothers and parental guardians and left it at that. They have to resort to uh, big people. She's trying to make the best of a crap situation, basically. Basically, yeah, like I said, the game is to race with an egg and a spoon, but the without dropping it. But of course, the challenge is we'll be wearing high heels. <laughs> and of course, all the girls are laughing because they're laughing at Joey. <laughs> yeah, they're all they're not laughing at the situation. Like, oh, we get to wear high heels. Ah. They're laughing at Joey. Because he's a guy, and the idea of him wearing high heels in 1990 for a nine-year-old girl is hilarious. So Joey, of course, is trying to make light of the situation. <laughs> Silly me, I must have left them at home. Of course, Lisa's mother's like, oh, don't worry, I got an extra pair. Okay, hold on a sec. 
So the mothers were probably told to bring high heels. They're not. This is ridiculous. It's like it feels like they're going out of their way to make this more uncomfortable than what it really needs to be. Not to mention, they're very, being very insensitive. So I'm going to play this clip. Okay now, girls, mothers, <coughs> I mean parents, uh, big people. The object of this game is to race with an egg and a spoon without dropping it. But the tough part is, we'll be wearing high heels. <laughs> Okay, everybody, now I want you to go once around the coffee table, then back to your starting place. You'll hand off your eggs and your spoons. Girls go first. Ready, set, go! They all cut you off, Joey. heels they weren't gonna fit joey's you know man feet and of course all six of these ladies are bypassing joey who's doing his very best to hold on to that spoon and hold on to that egg and they're all like going past him and of course joey coming around the dining room or the um coffee table ends up tripping and the egg falls out of the spoon and stephanie's like oh joey and all the girls laugh at him. It's like, ugh. So Lisa, the brat, is all like, hey, let's play mother-daughter makeover. Moms make up daughters and daughters make up mothers. And of course, Lisa's mother looks at Joey like, oh, I don't know. Should I think she's kind of going to bat for Joey. She seems to be the only one. That, well, because it is her house. And Joey's, like, trying to, like, be a good sport. He's like, oh, no, I mean, I've been looking for a way to highlight these cheekbones. So she's like, you know what, girls, why don't we play something else? And Lisa, right away, it's all like, no, why can't we play mother-daughter makeover? And it's like, she glares at Joey and Stephanie, like, this is all your fault for ruining our fun. If I were Lisa's mother, I'd be like, Lisa, come here. I need to speak with you. 
Because this, I would like, you know, this is not proper honeybee behavior. And, um, you're grounded. Because that, that behavior is unacceptable. I don't care that she's eight years old. That is not how you act at a party. Not to mention, you and your mom are technically kind of hosting it because it is your place. And maybe you feel like you have jurisdiction to, like, say, oh, we're going to play Barbie. Oh, we're going to do this. Oh, we're going to do that. Because it's your house. But just, she's so rude and insensitive. I, like, I, I'd be like, I am not, I'm not coming over here again. I'm, honeybees, I'm done with it. That would be me saying that. Because I wouldn't be able to show my face around after that whole thing. Of course, Stephanie's like, because of me, that's why. And she gets upset. She's been upset this whole time. And she just leaves. And Joy, of course, like, kicks off those high heels, because they don't fit him anyway, and runs after Stephanie in his pajamas. I don't know how far away this house is. I don't know if they had to walk there. Mind you, I just saw Stephanie, when she walks out, she is barefoot. You know, I, I, I mean, we don't know if it's been raining out or how far away did they walk there. I don't know. But now we're going to cut back to the house. And Danny, of course, is showing Michelle, because he's in his platform shoes, how to do the disco. And, of course, it's adorable. Michelle's in her PJ, you know, her nightgown and her fuzzy slippers. And they're doing the whole John Travolta, like, finger thing. It's <laughs> just cute. Of course, <laughs> Danny's got on the coffee table set up with the stereo and the little speakers. And, of course, Jesse comes down. Danny doesn't see it, but Jesse starts, like, getting into it. And, of course, Danny sees that Jesse's clearly, like, trying to embarrass him. <laughs> and Jesse's like, see, now I know why Disco died. And, of course, Danny's like, well, it didn't die. It was just, it's been in their witness relocation program. <laughs> so, I'm going to play the clip here where Stephanie runs in, Joey runs after her, and kind of breaks up this fun time between Jesse, Danny, and Michelle. Stephanie? <laughs> Steph, would you just stop and talk to me? There's nothing to talk about. I don't have a mother, and there's nothing you guys can say to change that, right? See? I better go deal with this. <clears throat> oh, deal with it, huh? Yeah, like I said, Stephanie runs in, and Joey's like, Steph, will you please just talk to me? And she just kind of whirls around him and says, look, there's nothing to talk about, all right? I don't have a mother, and there's nothing that you guys can say to change that. Danny's face is just, he just looks like he feels sick, like, oh my god, just, yeah, what can he do? You know, it's like bringing up, you know, the loss of Pam again, and just, and Danny's words of, well, I guess I better go deal with this. But Stephanie goes up to her room, and she's already, I mean, you can hear it in her voice. She is, she's probably been crying the whole way home. She's like, I want my bed back. And they're like, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be at the sleepover with Joey. And, of course, Stephanie's all like, it was a stupid, stupid slumber party with stupid mothers, stupid daughters, stupid jump rope, and stupid... 
makeovers and she's just so angry that she's and of course we see DJ and Kimmy sitting on reclining on DJ or Stephanie's bed and of course Stephanie's irritated so he's just taking all of this stuff you know the chips the the bags of cookies the they have chicken and, and a bowl of whatever. And Stephanie's just like flinging stuff off her bed. Just she's so hurt and angry. Oh, she's like, it was a stupid party with stupid people and stupid mother-daughter makeovers. DJ right away knows what this is about and says, Kimmy, can you please leave us here so I can talk to Steph? <laughs> Danny, of course, comes up because he wants to talk to Steph or, um, as he said, deal with this. And DJ's like, look, Dad, can I talk to my sister alone for a minute? Because they both can identify with the loss of Pam. Granted, Stephanie in a minute is going to throw that right back in DJ's face. So I'm going to play this clip. This is just, it is very heartbreaking. Because, you know, it's nice to have the three guys there. You know, the dad and Uncle Jesse and Joey. But like I said... None of them is a real substitute for a mother because there are times when you're like with tonight with the slumber party, the mother and daughter thing. And I just, you, if you guys grew up without having your mother in your life, whether it be, you know, death or, or in my case, you know, my mom with her sickness and everything and she couldn't be in my life the way that she wanted to be and I wanted her to be. But you really feel for Stephanie. And when DJ says, you know, Stephanie, I know how you feel. And Stephanie shoots back with, no, you don't. You went to the honeybee slumber party with mom. And DJ kind of is like, I know, I know. But that doesn't mean that I don't miss her as much as you do. You know, when, you know, DJ says, when I see other girls with their moms, I mean, you know, I miss, because if you think about, think about it, DJ probably has had, had more time with Pam than, than Stephanie did as far as, because Stephanie was like five, right? In season one. How many years with Pam is she going to really recall? DJ was 10. So if anything, she got at least twice what Stephanie had. But yeah, let me play this clip. Jody Sweden knocks it out of the park with this, just breaking down. And, and like I said, anyone who not even lost a mother, but just if you've lost a, a, a parent or you know what it's like not to have... and end up missing out on opportunities like doing you know f you know father son things father daughter things mother daughter things mother son th whatever the situation it still hurts it's still that pain is still there that doesn't go away
such a bad time tonight. I know exactly how you feel. <coughs> no, you don't. When you were eight, you got to go to the honeybee slumber party with mom. That doesn't mean I don't miss her just as much as you do. It's not fair. All those girls with their mom tonight were so happy. Why couldn't I be happy too? Sometimes I look at other girls with their moms and feel the same way. How do you make the feeling go away? It's hard. But something that helps me is, well, I think of the things that we do have that other people don't have. Like what? Well, we have three people that love us a lot. We're the only ones with a dad and Uncle Jesse and a Joey. And we have something else, too. We do? We have each other. Well, that Steph must hate me for dragging her to that slumber party. Now, come on, Joey. Your heart was in the right place. Yeah, you should thank you for it someday. Joey, thanks for taking me to that party tonight. Boy, someday came pretty fast. You okay, Steph? Yeah, I feel better. I'm sorry I ran out like that. I mean, you were playing with Barbies, jumping rope, wearing heels, <coughs> and you did it all for me. Us oh, honeybees, we gotta stick together. Let's go, Steph. We're gonna go back to the slumber party. Steph, you sure you wanna go back? Yeah, we're gonna do makeovers together. I'm sure they've moved all on right, from that. Here. They're all Passion sleeping, I'm sure. My shadow. It's you, babe. <laughs> oh, and mm, I get where they're coming from. I really do. And yeah, my mother wasn't deceased, but she still wasn't living with me. And she wasn't, you know, mentally capable of taking, and, not, and physically not capable of, you know, taking care of me of it and everything. But I still, I felt that loss. And it really, the times that it really, really stung were when, like, I'd be at my aunt and uncle's house, and I'd see, you know, my, you know, girl cousins spending time with their mom and and everything like that. And it just, when they were like, oh, well, she's our mom, not yours. And it would just, oh, that would just be like, like, like I know that. I know she's not my mom, but... It's so nice just the same that, you know, she took me in and, and took the time to spend, you know, time with me and stuff like that. But, and DJ here, I know that she's trying to make it right. Like, you know, I try to think about the things that we have that other people don't have. You know, we have a, you know, dad, we have an Uncle Jesse and a Joey that live with us. That's great and everything, but at the end of the day, none of those three are your mom. But I'm happy the show moved in the direction with Becky so the girls could have a female presence in the home, especially when it comes to certain topics that will eventually come up down the road. You know, Becky was there for DJ when she was starting junior high and she wanted to know about makeup and everything like that. Um, and matchmaker Michelle, you know,
Becky's going to be there when Michelle wants to ask questions about how do I get a mommy and and everything like that. And even even you know if Becky had been able to be there for Stephanie, you know, she's still filling that feminine role. But I guess to make Stephanie feel better, it's just like I try to look at what not what we're lacking, but what we're we're gaining in a sense. And Stephanie's saying, you know, all those girls with their moms tonight look so happy. Why couldn't I look why couldn't I be happy too? Because all around her she was reminded of what she didn't have. And Joey God bless you, man. I know I ragged on him tonight, but let me tell you, that guy, that guy would take a bullet for those girls. And this was him kind of doing a solid here with saying, I know this isn't what you really want, Stephanie, but I really want to be there for you. I know it's going to create an awkward situation, but I want to do this for you. And I mean, in a way, if you think about it, it's just... The whole honeybee thing of the girls there with their mothers, it just, it feels not realistic in the fact that that's not how the way the world works. Not every child is going to have a mother and a father, you know, and if they do, the situation could be the parent is working because her parents are divorced or she lived with her father and her mother is not available. She lives in another state. Like I would have been, cause I mean, I get that we needed it for this episode, but if you tried to spin it and just have somebody there that Stephanie can relate to, we already know she can relate to her sisters cause they don't have a mother either. So they're all kind of in the same bandwagon there but it would have been nice if stephanie had someone there who also was like well my mom works all the time and she couldn't get tonight off so you know you and i can hang out or, or something like that but then again that's not what this episode is about it's about stephanie feeling the loss of her mother but of course the show makes it right that's why Kimmy ended up going home. DJ decided upstairs, we didn't hear the conversation. Hey, why don't we go back to the slumber party? I'll go with you. You know, I'm your big sister. Mom can't be there for you, so I'm going to go in mom's place. And I think it's sweet. And I just, poor Joey. He's just beating himself up. Like, gosh, Steph's going to hate me forever for taking her to that party. And no, she didn't want to go. And, of course, Danny and Jesse are like, Joey, it, you know, she'll forgive you eventually. I mean, you did a good thing by helping her out. And Stephanie even comes down when she and DJ come down because they're going to go back to the slumber party, which I'd be like, like, that's not going to be awkward. <laughs> but if, anyway, um, I'm sure that just call over like, hey, I'm apologizing for running out. My sister is going to bring me. I mean, the mother-daughter makeover, I'm sure that thing is over. The girls are probably already getting ready to go to sleep or they're telling, like, ghost stories. <clears throat> but anyway, I like that Stephanie comes over to Joey and is like, Joey, thank you so much for helping me out tonight. I know I didn't make it easy on you and everything, but it really means a lot. I mean, what you were doing was, you know, the jump rope and the Barbies. And you did all that for me. 
hug and it's sweet. So of course the girls go. And of course, <laughs> you know, now that the girls are gone and everything's all hunky-dory, Danny and Jesse are going to take turns just ripping into Joe. Like, we are going to have fun here by teasing you. Like, hmm, Barbies, huh? Oh, tell me more about wearing the high heels. Like, and Danny's like, why do you wear high heels to any of our parties? <laughs> this is just, it's funny. And it's just a nice little button on the end. Now that we've gotten through, you know, the heartfelt talk between the sisters and everything and the sharing of loss. Not, and they're going on their way. Things have been fixed. Now it's like, oh, we're going to have some fun. Oh, we're going to have some fun ribbing you, Joey, with this. That Steph must hate me for dragging her to that slumber party. Now, come on, Joey. Your heart's going to Someday came pretty fast. You okay, Steph? Yeah, I feel better. <laughs> I'm sorry I ran out like that. I mean, you were playing with Barbies, jumping rope, wearing high heels. And you did it all for me. Us honeybees, we gotta stick together. <laughs> Let's go, Steph. We're gonna go back to the slumber party. Steph, you sure you wanna go back? Yeah, we're gonna do makeovers together. How would I look in your passion plum eyeshadow? It's you, babe. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Boy, those are two pretty terrific kids. Yeah, and that's a pretty terrific pair of jammies you got there. <laughs> now, Joseph, tell me, I want to know a little more about this jumping rope, playing with Barbies. Yeah, how come you never wear high heels to any of our parties? <laughs> Uh, no, it's not. Go home. Do you want to watch all the dirty dancing? Or should I just fast forward to the kissing scene? Yeah, because they want to watch that with a teenager. I don't think so. Bye! <laughs> so I like how, of course, Stephanie is like, Oh, DJ, what do you think I'd look like with your passion plum eyeshadow? And DJ's like, It's you, babe. And they leave. And, of course... Yeah, it's like, oh, like, tell us about the high heels, Joey. Why, we want to know why, like, why have you never worn those to our party? Oh, and tell us those jammies. <laughs> those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle jammies. So of course, I thought Kimmy went home. No, she was just getting snacks. Apparently, she um has room in her stomach for um, a bunch of cheese doodles. She sits down, because the guys are sitting on the couch, and she sits down between, like, Jesse and Danny. It's like, hey, you guys want to watch Dirty Dancing? Do you want to watch all of the movie, or do you want me to just fast forward to the um, lovemaking scenes? <laughs> and it's like, no, go home, Kimmy. And they just leave. And I'm just like, that movie has a scene about abortion. I remember that in Dirty Dancing. Like, seeing it, like, maybe I was, like, Stephanie's age when I saw bit, like pieces of it. Because, you know, I had an older sister who was into Patrick. She even had the um, soundtrack on cassette. And um, I just, as a kid watching that, I didn't know what is, like, all I knew was, like, this girl had an issue, like she was sick or something, when in turn, um, the girl, Patrick Swayze's friend, I don't know, 
who the girl was, but that's why that girl, Baby Francis, or whatever her name is, had to sub for as a dance partner for Johnny, Patrick Swayze. Anyway, I just thought, oh, the girl's sick. No, she got knocked up by um, that jerk rich guy and had to have um, Baby's father, who was a doctor, like perform an abortion. Like, ugh. It's almost like, I mean... Those movies, you overlook those little things because the music's so good and the classic lines. Saturday Night Fever, again, with, like, the music. And I'm like, you know there's a rape scene at the end of that movie and someone, like, falls off a bridge? If you guys have not seen Saturday Night Fever, just, I don't, that movie's been out for over, what, 40 years? Yeah. But whenever someone's like, oh, well, Saturday Night Fever, so, like, yes, I'm sure the music is amazing. But let's not ignore the rape scene at the end and the suicide fall of the bridge. Other than that, the music's in the movie's great. Bee Gees, ooh. So that's the episode, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry to be a dark downer at the very, very end. Um, but, yeah, let's see. Who had... The not great outfit. God, I really, I'm going to give the best outfit. Oh man, that's a toughie. Because as much as I love Joey's like TM, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle PJs, I think that's going to be runner up. Yeah, it's going to be runner up to, we always see Jesse in a leather jacket and white t-shirt. No, I'm giving that best wardrobe dress dressed award to Michelle. She rocked that leather jacket, white t-shirt, and black sunglasses like a boss. Um, if I had to go with worst outfit for the episode, I'm gonna go with Joey's. I don't like that gray sweatshirt that's got like, um, outlined like shoes. I don't like that. It just, he wears it in other episodes. I think he even wears it in the Goodbye Mr. Bear episode now that I think about it. But I just, like, ugh. Actually, now that I think about it, uh, Danny's, like, button-up sweater thing with, like, the diamonds or the... It's, like, beige and it's got, like, black or blue diamonds on it. And it's just, like, ugh. Not a fan. <laughs> Lesson learned for this episode definitely, of course, is gonna be... If you're gonna be out of town, especially somewhere that's, like four hours away and remember you're going someplace that's four hours away and coming back something that's four hours away do not make a promise like I'll be there don't worry about it I mean because that's just I wouldn't if you have an engagement going on that you got to be somewhere that's hours away don't say yeah, I can make that thing that's like 7, 8 o'clock at night, no problem. Because you know someone's going to be disappointed. But then again, Becky couldn't exactly have prepared, I mean, her transmission dropped out of her car. And part of me is like, gosh, you know, she works on Wake Up San Francisco. Can she afford a better car? But then again, it's not about that, right, guys? It's about you drive what you drive. Because it's what you can afford, or if it gets you from A to B, apparently it can't get you to C, but it's whatever. You do what you gotta do, right? Right. At least we know that Wake Up San Francisco money, I mean, it's granted, it's, this is season four, so 
she can definitely afford to get the, the tranny fixed on her car. Uh, relatable, I'm going to go with Stephanie. I definitely can identify with what she was feeling. I was never put in a position where I went to a mother-daughter sleepover and um, made to feel embarrassed because my uncle or whatever decided to come in the place of, you know, my mother. I, I can't identify with that, but I can identify with the fact that I know what it means to not have a mom there for the important things. I mean, granted, I had my grandma, I had my older sister, I had my aunt, but at the end of the day, that still doesn't make up for the fact that I didn't have my mom for the big moments. So, yeah. All right, well, let's talk about the next episode that I will be doing. It's called, it's from season five, entitled <laughs> Matchmaker Michelle. Season five, episode two, Matchmaker Michelle, aired on September 24th, 1991. This is almost getting towards the end of 91, everybody. Mm. I don't like the summary. Is there a second summary? Okay. I don't like how this is worded here where it says Michelle and Teddy scheme to couple Danny with their kindergarten teacher. No, that is not true. Michelle schemes. She just tells Teddy, I'm going to get a new mommy. You know, that type of thing. But let's see what the, okay. This is more accurate. This is by uh, Melissa. The other one was by Melissa as well. When Teddy tells Michelle that she needs a mommy, the pair decide to play man... The pair decide to play matchmaker for Danny. Why is it saying that they paired up to do this? Meanwhile, DJ and Kimmy switch places for school project. DJ living with the Giblers, which we don't see any of that. We do see Kimmy living with the Tanners. That's her dream. Elsewhere, Jesse worries that his band's soft, his band's image is too soft. So he enjoys plot ways to make the band seem tougher. Yeah, he goes like hard rock metal, long blonde Nelson hair wig. It's it's crazy, but I'm like, oh yeah, all this cool stuff. And it's like Becky's like there supporting Jesse at the Smash Club. She's pregnant with the twins, of course. And it's just, oh, I can't wait to get to that. It's, it's such a fun episode. It's really cute, but it's, when Teddy and Michelle, you know, like little kids, you know, I don't know if kids do this anymore, but in the 90s when you're, we, me and my cousins, we all, we, we played house, you played house at school on the playground. Um, another one you played a lot was Dr. Um, Bird's Own Reasons. Kind of like house. It was fun to pretend you were married and had babies. Um, but while they're doing that, Teddy's like, well, I'll be the daddy. And of course, Michelle doesn't know any better. I guess she could see a semi-feminine, the closest feminine role she can think of would be Uncle Jesse because he's been there for her her whole life what unless she's like I'll be Joey or I'll be Uncle Jesse 
Or, I mean, because Becky really hasn't been in her life as long as Uncle Jesse has. But, of course, Teddy balks at the idea, like, Uncle Jesse, you should be the mommy. And, of course, Michelle's like, I can't be the mommy. And he's like, why not? She's like, I don't know how to be the mommy. And, of course, Teddy's like, oh, well, mommies are the best because of the... And they're kind of, like, one-upping each other, like... My mommy does this. Like, my mommy puts fabric softener in my pajamas. And, of course, um, oh, he's like, my mommy has candy in her purse. And, of course, Michelle's like, my daddy has wet naps in his wallet. So, it's like, like, my parent does this. And it's like, oh, yeah, my dad does this. It's just, like, a different version. And it's just, it's, it's sad because she never knew her mom. She doesn't know the ways of what a mommy does. But I will get to that when I get to Matchmaker Michelle. I just, I really, I like these key episodes because they deal specifically with the loss of Pam. Where at least DJ and Stephanie have memories. Michelle has nothing. She has no memories. And it's like, girls, remember in Goodbye Mr. Bear when you're like, well, it's a good thing we remember Mommy because we have to tell Michelle what she was like. Have you not been doing that? Have you not been doing that? Guys, you get the home movies. Play the home movies for her. At least give her a taste of what her mother was like. She's old enough at that point in season five that you could show her the tape and say, Michelle, look, see, that's your mommy right there. She's holding you when you were a baby. And she's not going to look at it like, baby, cute babe. She's not going to do that because she's not two years old anymore. So, yeah, but I'll, I'll get to Matchmaker Michelle and my thoughts on that. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I definitely enjoyed covering it, you know, in honor of Mother's Day for not only the mothers in our lives, but the mothers that sadly that we have lost, not only the mothers that we have lost and have in our lives, whether they be our mothers, our mother-in-laws, um, you know, substitute mothers, grandmothers, whoever is a mother figure in your life, that's who we're honoring. Not to mention, let's not forget you, the mothers out there that have children. We're honoring all of you. Because without you, this world would not run. So thank you, mothers, all for what you do. Bye-bye, everybody.